Welcome again today to the Parenting is Heartwork podcast. I'm Dr. Scott Taransky here with Elena Svetslot from the Netherlands. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're grateful to be together again and to talk to you about parenting today. Uh, we want to talk to you about a deeper issue in parenting, something that'll help you significantly when you want to be consistent, but you can't be consistent. And, and it's just hard sometimes to do the parenting that we do. And so we wanted to give you some inspiration, some encouragement in that way. So Elena, Welcome, and thank you for joining me again today. Hi, Dr. Scott, and hi, everyone listening. Indeed, such uh, an interesting um, conversation we will have because I really enjoyed reading the chapter in, uh, in the book. It's actually chapter number six in your book, Home Improvement, and I really uh, enjoyed it because I haven't read about this before. Um, so a very good way to, to learn more about how to discipline when we're tired because as parents, we're tired a lot of the times. But also because I love running and um, in the beginning of the chapter, uh, Joanne is sharing uh, and she's making an analogy uh, with running on, on how she thinks about uh, the long-term discipline. So I'm very <laughs> excited to talk about this. Um, Dr. Scott, would you uh, get us started in um, how, how, um, how you are thinking uh, this will help parents and also about your experience with seeing in yourself and in others in consistent discipline? Well, I think that parenting is hard. It's just plain hard work. I mean, we get tired. We've got other things we're trying to do besides parenting. We have goals we have. Our, our kids are frustrating. Uh, it's just hard to do what we do. And I think sometimes it's helpful to jump out of the what of parenting into the why of parenting. So uh, when we do that, it fuels our ability to hang in there sometimes. It helps us to move from the what, that is all the daily grind things that we got to do, cleaning up the clothes and getting the food on the table and getting kids out of bed, into bed and wherever, uh, into the van and, and um, whatever we're doing. Okay, so there's all this what that has to get done. But the key, I think, to having more consistent discipline is to focus more on the why. Why am I doing this anyway? And when we talk about the why, then it really takes us into this other dimension that helps us to hang in there even with when we're tired. Because we know we're, we're contributing some, something bigger than just getting the dishes put away. This is something much bigger in a child's life. And so we hang in there even more frustrated or tired. Yes, I agree. I think it's something that makes me think about the fact that parenting is not just um, it's not just a sprint; it's more like a marathon. If we are to continue the running um, consistently on on that, but um, I find it for myself, Dr. Scott, that what I've learned throughout this year since I started to practice parenting um, with with the heart is that you know I think about um, about parenting as I think about, for example, healthy eating, or for I think of, um, of sport. Um, because I, I, every time you do something, every day you do something, and even if it's small and even if it's not perfect, you need to continue doing it and you need to keep doing it. And maybe you have a day in which you, f you feel like you failed and you haven't done the right thing, but you get back on track and um, you continue doing because you, th you, know, you believe in, in the cause and the reason for it. And um, I, that's really what I, what I like about this. It gives a lot of hope to parents and it's, you, know, you don't have to have everything organized and sorted out from the beginning if you have a plan and you understand your why um it can be done and it can be um uh, done yeah in a, in a very consistent way if you want to so 
focusing on the on the goal and on the reason why we want our children to change, um, I think that's indeed very important. Um, can you share with us a bit about how um, did you come up with with these principles and um, yeah, what have has your experience? Um, what have you seen in other parents that made you think about this in in, in a more um, systematic way? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, uh, we first of all we wrote this audiobook or we created this audiobook home improvement with eight different tools that we believe parents need. We call it home improvement, the parenting book you can read to your kids because it has these eight tools in it that will improve your home. Every one of them, if you implement them, are like secrets to effective parenting. And so we embrace those, we love them, and so you might consider getting the audiobook and listening to it, even listen to it with your kids. Uh, the first part of every chapter is a fictional story of Craig and Marlene discovering a, a tool of sorts, and then the last half of the chapter is teaching uh, you as parents how to put them into practice. But when we come to parenting, what we do is we look at the relationship that God has with us. He's our Father. And as we understand God as our Father, then we are very interested to entrust our lives to Him and to allow Him to, um, to work in our lives. And, and we see them Him working in our lives in some really good ways. And, and as we do those kinds of things, then it draws us to the why. Because when God uh, accepts me, or when I accept Jesus in, as my Lord and Savior, then he puts me on this track, I, actually, can I say mm -hmm. a track, which is what God calls sanctification. So now I'm at point A, and he's taking me to point B. So if I look at my kids that way, and I say, okay, what is it that God wants to work on in my child that I'm going to contribute to? Maybe my child needs more patience, or my child needs more uh, self-discipline, or my child needs more responsibility. Then that becomes the goal. So when we say the why, we're talking about what is it that God wants to do in this child, and if we can help that child develop that skill or that tool or that ability, then that child's going to have a, a greater ability to deal with the challenges that they face. So what we're trying to do is, is come to this place where we're um, focusing on where we're going, not where we are, but where we're going. And what we see now is the behavior problem with a child, but this behavior problem is an indication of a weakness. And the where we're going is going to help them deal with that weakness. So we are going to be firm or consistent or more loving or whatever in order to bring this child to where she needs to be. Uh, and, and so that's what I mean by focusing on the goal. It's the same way God does with us. He, he moves us in this process of sanctification. We want to help our children do the same thing. Yeah. And in your, in your book, you talk also about um, some of the challenges that we can encounter in the process that uh, that we take to work with our children and you talk about the fact that um, many times often children resist their parents and i think one of the one of the most uh, difficult um, parts to get over is the the pain of having to repeat ourselves and having to consistently uh, remind our children of certain things so um how do you advise parents um, to, to keep hope, their hope up and to keep their, um, yeah, the, the, the focus when one too often times um, they encounter challenges and push back? Yeah, I think it has to do with their expectations. You know, we, we have to expect we're going to uh, experience challenges. I'm not saying we want them. 
But if we, if these challenges surprise us that our children have, then we often react. We don't want to be reacting. We want to think strategically. That's why in this particular chapter, Joanne illustrates this with the running mm. uh, exercises. Because when you exercise in your running, you expect your muscles are going to be sore. You expect you're going to get tired. That's part of the process. But you, because you're focusing on the bigger picture, you're able to push through. And as parents, we do the same thing with our children. Uh, I was talking to a, a mom just today who says, can you help me deal with my anger? Because I get really angry with my kids when they don't do the right thing. And I said, yeah, let's talk about that. I said, I think one of the things you want to do is you want to change your focus or change your emotion from anger to sadness. Because if you, you replace your anger with sadness, and you are, truly are sad, that this child is going in the wrong direction, that you can't give the privileges to this child that you'd like because they're doing the wrong thing and they can't handle them yet. You know, you truly are sad. And if we can replace the anger with sadness, I think that just helps us to be able to recognize we're heading somewhere here. We want to move somewhere with this child. And just focusing on the goal, moving in that direction, just can do a lot of work to our inner hearts ourselves as we're trying to be consistent or deal with being tired. Yes, and I, I think that's that's so true um, and so relevant um, and you and not easy to use, but very handy to have at a point where where you notice uh, that you become angry as parent um, to turn that into into sadness. I use it a lot. Um, my children are still young, but I do use it a lot, and um, it's working. It's working really good. So I do encourage parents to try that, um, Dr. Scott. I love what you're saying, what you say in your book about um, how to reward when children are doing the right thing. Um, I love this. I actually highlighted it. Look for approximately right behavior and affirm it. And I really like it because um, it just shows that uh, change happens at a small rate in children and we should, as parents, um, show appreciation and show the fact that we are noticing that and um, encourage that good change. So I really love that. How did you, how, um, how do you think about parents who are, you know, who are uh, maybe struggling sometimes to have, to show appreciation until, or unless it's perfect, it's done properly? Yeah, we can become critical parents, I think, really easily if we're always waiting for our children to be uh, doing things right, all, always right. If we can see some trying or we can see some improvement, then we can affirm them. But I would affirm not just the behavior. I think it's important for us to, be, to affirm the character that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Remember, the character quality is a pattern of thinking and acting in response to a challenge. So if a child's learning how to manage their anger more, uh, then we're not just going to say, hey, um, good for you, you didn't get upset. We're going to say, wow, you're developing more self-control. Mm -hmm. Or a child is doing well at school, we're not going to say, oh, good, you got a bunch of A's. We're going to say, now I can tell that you're working harder and becoming more diligent in your work. So we're affirming character, which I think is also very strategic because now character is transferable, okay? Uh, behavior is situational. Mm. And when you look at behavior and you're just affirming behavior, kids go, okay, I did well there, but they don't really transfer that. Whereas character is transferable, and we can often see it in other places too. So children appreciate this thing inside of them that's growing, and we're affirming that. I, I think it's really helpful, and it's drawing attention to really the goal we have. So we have this goal of having this children child become more patient, 
We're working with them to help them move in that direction. They're developing a little bit more patience. We're affirming that patience and it's growing and it just contributes to a greater sense of growth in the child and in the parent. Yeah, absolutely true. So valuable um, indeed. And we actually have an episode in which we discuss how to look back on the way we give rules and the way we think about rules, how to look back on them as traits um, in the development of the character or our child. So we really encourage you um, to go back and listen to that episode, episode number uh, 23. Um, Dr. Scott, I would like to get your view on parents who are struggling um, because they have different views on this. Mother and father that are having a hard time getting on the same page and um, they just cannot cannot make it work. Um, I know you believe that uh, we should, as parents, um, do our best uh, in our own um, uh, thinking, of, especially when it comes to parenting the heart. We should, you know, keep to 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 what we believe in. But um, how do you how do you how can you help parents who are really struggling with this? Yeah, it is hard when two parents don't seem to be on the same page. I think it fits, that's a real good question, it's particularly in this chapter, we address that. And the reason why is because um, if parents can think more about their goals for a child, the goals become more similar. We both want our, our child to be more patient, or we want them to be able to work hard or be more responsible. Now, the way we, may, we do it may differ. Dads always do it differently than moms. Mm. And we can, respect, we can respect the differences. One parent is often more relational and one is more uh, firm. Uh, and But a philosophy of discipline that we're talking about here uh, really can draw them on the same page a little bit more. So I find that parents who think through the philosophy of discipline questions uh, are able to move closer together, even though they have some diff differences in the way they relate to kids. So it's a great way to get parents on the same page. It's, it's a, uh, helpful. There are some times when we, there's only so much we can do, and we have to allow each parent to parent the way they do. and. We have to realize that the way we're working with this child is going to impact their lives. And so we do things uh, based on, you know, we believe God wants us to do in our convictions. Uh, and sometimes we, you know, compromise or cooperate with another parent, which means we don't get all we want. But all of that ties back into this philosophy of discipline, which I think is really helpful. If children, if parents grasp this idea of a, a philosophy of discipline, it can make a lot of difference in the way they work together as a couple. Yeah, I really encourage parents to um, actually read together this, this chapter even and discuss it. And I know it's hard sometimes to get the time together, but getting the time together um, to get on the same page or to get aligned as much as possible can really be beneficial and can really um, help when it comes to setting more in the details um, on how to react, on how to, to correct the child. So. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for your wisdom, sharing your wisdom, not only with us here on the podcast, but also in the book. I really enjoy what I'm learning. And um, yeah, I'm learning something new almost every day by, by reading it. I really encourage parents to um, listen to it uh, because it's now also available um, on Audible, but also read it if they like that. Uh, and it, it can be found on biblicalparenting.org. If you would like to um, have... Uh, if you have questions for us, you can go uh, to parentingishardwork.org or follow us on Facebook or on Instagram, and we are more than happy to hear from you. Any final words, Dr. Scott? 
Nope. I'm really grateful that uh, we're able to share specific ideas, practical ideas, uh, biblical, practical solutions for parenting. And folks, if you want to learn more, I encourage you to go to our websites, check them out, uh, take a look at this audio book and, uh, and, and like in these podcasts and follow them so you can have more richness, I, I believe, in your parenting. We're eager to help you with that. So tune in when you can. We'll look forward to seeing you again on our next episode.